The following is a reflection on the readings for Monday of the fourth week of Easter. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 to 18. The responsorial is Psalm 42, and the Gospel is John chapter 10, verses 1 to 10. In today's Gospel, Jesus speaks to the Pharisees about an intimacy with God that they are sorely lacking. Being encased in an overemphasis on laws and regulations, these religious leaders could not hear God even though he was directly speaking to them face to face. As a result, they rejected the Messiah and kept separate and apart from the Gentiles who they considered unclean. To entice the Pharisees out of their legalism, Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd who cares for his flock. The important verse is this, quote, He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out and they follow him, for they know his voice. End of quote. This harkens back to the book of Genesis, when God created the world in a relational way by speaking the cosmos into being. Further, having created Adam and Eve in his image and likeness, God speaks directly to them, so that there is an I-thou relationship. The reason our first parents fell is that they did not call upon the Lord when being tempted, but engaged, instead, in a dialogue with the devil. But even in that state, the voice of God was not silent. Quote, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. St. John begins his gospel as a parallel to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, but now frames the new creation in an even more intimate manner. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh, and dwelt amongst us full of grace and truth, and we beheld his glory, glory as the only begotten Son from the Father. Quote. The Word of the Good Shepherd is available to us today, but there are competing voices as well, from a thousand different sources given our current state of technology. The only way to recognize the voice of God is by spending time with Him. It was the same with the sheep. They were in the shepherd's presence day in and day out, hearing His distinctive voice, so much so that if mixed with other flocks in a common pen for the night, the shepherd need only speak, and immediate recognition would separate his sheep and they would follow him. One of the great advantages of Christianity is that, unlike other world religions that are based on a set of ideas or wisdom principles, we follow a three-personed God, one of whom actually took on our flesh. Philosophical investigations or well-reasoned arguments, although conveying a certain truth, can leave us flat and uncommitted. But to have these arguments, not just on paper, but spoken, and more especially in a voice that is compelling, draws us in. The beautiful voice of a lover is most what the beloved desires to hear. For example, the Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 18, quote, O my dove, in the cleft of the rock, in the secret places of the cleft, let me see your face. Let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet. End of quote. 
Jesus Christ describes himself as the bridegroom and we the bride. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 28, just prior to his ascension, Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. His spoken presence is evident in Scripture, which is living and active, and in the living voice of the Church's tradition, but it is also available in our prayers. Through spending intimate time with the Beloved, we learn to recognize His voice and yearn to follow Him. It is a voice that instructs, consoles, encourages, and admonishes. This is especially evident in the voice of our conscience, which as Cardinal Newman called, the Aboriginal Vicar of Christ in the soul. Quote, Conscience is not a long-sighted selfishness, nor a desire to be consistent with oneself, but is a messenger from Him, who, both in nature and in grace, speaks to us behind a veil, and teaches and rules us by His representative. Conscience is the Aboriginal Vicar of Christ, a prophet in its informations, a priest in its blessings and anathemas. And even though the eternal priesthood throughout the Church could cease to be, in the sacerdotal principle, would remain and would have a say. End of quote. When Adam and Eve sinned, they heard the voice of God calling, Where are you? This was an act of mercy giving them an opportunity to understand their disobedience so as to repent and receive forgiveness. But they hid themselves from God. Had they confessed, forgiveness would have been theirs with restored grace and intimacy. How the unfolding of history would have been different. May we carefully listen to the voice of Christ in our conscience and be quick to respond. In the Gospel from the fourth Sunday of Easter, yesterday's reading, the Good Shepherd expresses a desire to attract other sheep who are not presently part of his flock. He says, I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice, so that there will be one flock, one shepherd. An example of how this comes to be is seen in the first reading from Acts chapter 11. Peter has a vision of unclean animals on a sheet lowered from heaven, and hears a voice saying, Take and eat. When he objects that nothing unclean has entered his lips, he hears the voice again saying, What God has made clean you must not call profane. This important revelation relates to the Gentiles being allowed into the Christian church, just what Jesus desires, so that there is one flock, one shepherd. Peter listened to the voice and obeyed, as we see subsequently at the Council of Jerusalem in Acts chapter 15. How can we live the mission of expanding the flock in a united community? Listen to God's voice, spend time in His presence, turn off the many competing voices for a sustained time of quiet and openness, and God will speak. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them and they follow me. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, lead us to a share in the joys of heaven, so that the humble flock may reach where the brave shepherd has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen.